Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from storytellers around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. Hello Super Great Kids. This is the second of two bonus stories on Christmas Eve. This story is a traveller fairy tale about friendship. It's told by the wonderful storyteller Amy Douglas. It's a tale which Amy learned from her storyteller teacher Duncan Williamson. Today's story has got several animals in it who are all friends and who work together to help an old lady. Can you try thinking of some other stories with kind animals in them while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? Hello, super great kids. I'm back. I wonder how many kind animal stories you came up with. Well, there's the four friends and the hunter, dog's party. Then there's the man, the tiger and the rabbit. The rabbit being the helpful one, that is, not the tiger. Oh, and I just remembered the bird and the forest fire. And the Japanese story, the kind badgers. Some of these are subscriber stories. Now, let's give a warm welcome to Amy Douglas. First, she's got a Christmas riddle for you. Take it away, Amy. Would you like to hear a Christmas riddle? Let's see if you can guess what this riddle is. What has six arms, can cover whole farms, and one day might make a man? Don't hear it again? What has six arms can cover whole farms and one day might make a man? And the answer is snow. If you catch a snowflake on your arm, any snowflake, if you look at it, if you put a magnifying glass over the top, you will see it has six arms. Six arms pointing out. And then all the bits in between, all the lacy beauty of it is different in every single snowflake. And of course, snow can cover whole farms and you might just go out and make a snowman. Oh, I like that one. Thank you, Amy. Did you get the answer? You might like to try your family with that riddle over Christmas. Now, are you sitting comfortably? Snuggle down and get ready for this magical Christmas story. Gather your pets around you, they might like it too. It was winter. The days were short and the nights were long. It was late afternoon when the collie dog came trotting into the village, but already it was getting dark and the stars were out in the sky. He padded into the village. This was usually a good time for him to come into the village because the children would be coming out of school and they'd save all the bits they didn't like from their lunches or the crusts from their sandwiches and they would give them to the collie dog. And the shops would be starting to shut down, sweeping the floors and they'd save the scraps to give to the dog when he came calling. But today, the school and the shops, they were dark and shut. There were no laughing children out on the streets. There was nobody on the streets at all. The place was completely deserted. The dog couldn't see a single person 
anywhere. But while the school and the shops were dark, the houses were lit. Most had their curtains drawn now, but he could see the lights behind the curtains. And those houses that hadn't shut their curtains yet, they were full of greenery. They seemed to put trees and holly and ivy into their houses, and there were lights and decorations and sparkle. Collie was remembering something at the edge of his memory, something special, something different was happening today. He kept trotting into the village, and he only stopped when he came to the merchant's house, the big, posh house near the centre. And there he saw his first living being. Sat on the gatepost outside was the merchant's peacock. And his neck was stretched up to the sky, watching the stars coming out, his long tail draping down, almost reaching the floor. Hello, peacock, said the dog. Oh, it's yourself, collie dog. Good evening. Season's greetings to you. Season's greetings, said the dog. Don't you know what day it is? It's Christmas. Happy Christmas, collie dog. (gasps) That's why everything was decorated. That's why everything's lit up. That's why the shops are shut. Yes, indeed, said the peacock. It's Christmas Day. My master and his family are inside having their Christmas dinner gathered around the Christmas tree. And I'm having a quiet moment just looking up at the stars. Yeah, I did see all the lights as I came in. But do you know, there was one house, one of my favourite houses on the outside of the village, just on the edge. The old lady lives there. She doesn't have much, but She's always got a bone or something she can give me usually and she's always got a pat and tubby rub. Her house wasn't lit up. Well, she lives on her own, said the peacock. Perhaps she doesn't feel like celebrating. Hmm, said the collie dog. Or maybe she just hasn't got anything to celebrate with. Do you think, do you think we should go and check up on her? I think, said the peacock, that would be an excellent idea. Wow, what's that? said a voice, and out padded a dark shadow, the village cat. Like the dog, she belonged to everyone and no one, and she sat herself down and looked expectantly up at the peacock and the dog. We were just saying, said the dog, that there's that old lady on the edge of town, and she's always got a bone for me, but her house was dark tonight, and we thought we might go and check up on her. Oh, that's a good idea, said the cat. I like her. She always puts out a saucer of milk for me. But I don't think we should turn up at Christmas without a present, do you? No, maybe not, said the dog. Well, it was very dark at her house. I can do something about that, said the peacock. She might not have enough wood for the fire, but my master has a huge wood pile. He won't notice a couple of logs going missing. I think I shall take something for her to eat, said the cat. She always shares her food with me. I know a secret way into the fishmonger's shop. I don't usually take anything from the counter. The fishmonger has a bucket that he puts all the best bits in for me, all the heads and the fish guts, but... Just this once, I don't think you'd mind if a couple of kippers went missing. (gasps) 
That's a good idea, said the dog. I, I know, I know a way into the butchers. He keeps a bucket of bones that he gives me bones from, but I don't think he'd notice if some sausages went missing just this once. And so the three creatures, they went off in different directions. And when they met back, the dog had a long string of sausages coming out of his mouth and the catchy had a fine pair of kippers and the peacock he had a log under each wing and then they were ready and they set off towards the old lady's house and if anybody had looked out of their windows that day they would have seen a strange sight the dog lifting his head high carrying the sausages the cat tiptoeing along with her head up carrying two fat kippers and behind the peacock, a log under each wing, his long trail draping behind him. But nobody did look out, and nobody saw. And so they made their way to the edge of the village and the old lady's house, and outside in the tree sat the owl keeping watch, and she looked down. Hello, what are you three doing here? I've come to say that I'm ready to all right, said the dog. What did you say? said the owl. The peacock looked at the dog who was carrying the sausages and looked up at the owl. He said, we've come to see the old lady and check if she's all right. Oh, that's a good idea. She's all alone tonight. Can I come too? Of course you can, said the peacock. And so the owl swooped down. And they all four made their way up to the old lady's door. Scritch, scratch, scritch, scratch, went the dog's paw at the door. And soon the old lady, she opened the door. And at first, she looked out and she didn't see anybody. And she looked round in surprise. And then she looked down. And then she saw them. Oh, oh, my friends, I'm sorry I've no milk, no bones. I've nothing to give you tonight. And it's Christmas. I'm afraid the cupboard is bare and I have nothing to share. The animals paid no attention and the collie dog nudged her way past, and in went the dog, the cat, the peacock, and the owl. And the old lady saw them come into the house, and then she shut the door behind them, and she followed them into the sitting room. There was the fireplace, and there was almost a fire in the fireplace, but it was nothing now but ashes and embers, and no more logs to put on it. Kadunk, kadunk. A log fell out from underneath the peacock's wing, and then one from the other wing. You've brought some wood for the fire. Oh, well, at least now we can sit in the warm together. And the lady, she picked up one of those logs and she put it on the fire and she blew until the flames began to lick up and dance around the log. And the other log she put by the side of the fireplace ready. And then the dog came up and he nudged her. And she looked and she saw the sausages that he was carrying and she held out her hands and he dropped those sausages into her hands. And then the cat came over. She dropped the kippers on top of the sausages. Oh, you've brought me my Christmas, she said. You've brought the food to share this time. Well, I'll go and cook it up and we'll share it between us. Into the kitchen she bustled away and soon there was a smell of frying sausages and frying kippers. The four animals looked around the sitting room. There was no Christmas tree here. No decorations on the walls. This is a poor show for Christmas, said the peacock. Yes, we should have bought a tree, said the cat. Well, I'm not quite sure how we would have managed that, said the dog. But we have bought a tree, said the peacock. I have the best tree you can imagine. Now, Owl, you didn't bring a present, 
but you do have very bright eyes. You stand on one side of the fire and cat. You sit on the other side, let your eyes shine, and I will stand in the middle. So the peacock stood in front of the fire with his back to the flames, and then he lifted up his tail. He fanned it out into a beautiful display, and the cat's eyes and the owl's eyes sparkled in the firelight. And soon the kippers and the sausages were done. And the old lady, she brought them through on a couple of plates. And when she walked in, well, she nearly dropped those plates. <gasps> oh! She saw the peacock's bright, beautiful tail. So many colours fanned out, reflecting the firelight. And there were the shining eyes of the owl and the cat. Nobody else has a Christmas tree like this, she said. This is the most beautiful Christmas tree I have ever seen. They shared out the sausages. They shared out the kippers. And the old lady, she smiled and she talked. And she told them of the Christmases she had had when she was a little girl, of hanging up her stocking and what she found inside. And she told them of the tray that she'd brought the plates in on. And she pointed out the dents and she said, this is the tray when I was a little girl. I used to take out on snowy days and I would sled down the mountains on it. Ha! You've never seen anybody go so fast. All evening long, she shared memories with them and told them stories. Until at last she began to yawn. And she said, well, you beautiful creatures, it's time for me to go to my bed. And I think it's probably time for you to go to yours. But thank you. Thank you for bringing me my Christmas. And one of the best Christmases I've ever had. She went to the door and out they traipsed. First the dog, then the cat, then the peacock, then the owl. They made their way out onto that starlit Christmas night. And they all went in their own directions to find their own places to curl up and sleep. They lived happy. So may we. Let's put on the kettle and have a cup of tea. Oh, thank you, Amy, for sharing that story. What a good message. As Dr Seuss reminds us in The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas means a little bit more. Now, a little warning. If you have a pet peacock, I don't think you should try using him as a Christmas tree. He might get a little bit grumpy. And it's time to dig deep into my bag of Christmas happies and say thank you to some new subscribers. And hello to Ruby, who is six from Albany in New York in the US. Ruby's favourite stories are Baba Yaga and Anansi and the Hot Pepper Soup. Ah, Ruby, it sounds as if you like stories which make you laugh and cry. Welcome to the Owlets Club. And and hello to four Kate Corkery fans who live in Ivy Bridge in Devon in the UK. Hello to Eloise, who is nine, Neve, who is six, Luke, who is four, and their new baby cousin, Fionn, who is six months. Oh, nice to have a baby around at Christmas. 
and and hello to Ellie, who is seven, Evie, who is six, and Emmy, who is four. Their favourite stories are Strawberries in Winter, Frau Holler, and Anything with Baba Yaga. Good choices. They say, thank you for making our rides to and home from school so much fun. Oh, that's very nice to hear. Thank you. And thanks to all our subscribers. We couldn't do this without you. And that's it for this Christmas Eve. Sleep well, and we'll talk to you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London. London.